You ready to get jiggy with it? All right. Spreading the floor. That's right. Episode 22. We're back. We're back in the booth. In the studio. Oh, what a time to be alive. That's right. What's going on, Nice? How you doing? Pretty good, man. I'm, I'm happy to be sitting in the chair right now. All right, man. Hold on one second. Let me, let me cut the... Yeah, cut the get, tape. Get that, get that out of there. Get that out of there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We figured we'd, we'd really just, we'd eat the uh, the copyright charge. You know what I'm saying? That's right. We'd take the charge. We eat those for breakfast. LeBron going up for a dunk. We're going to eat right. the uh, we're gonna eat the copyright claim. All right. <sighs> yeah, a little, little, little bit of a crummy day today, but we're here. We're uh, It's nice and light in this studio. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Full of lights, and uh, we're ready to chop it up, talk some basketball. we got a lot of stuff to get into. We do. Se- what is it, second week of the offseason here? Yeah, it almost seems like we have more to talk about in the off season than we did in the on in the on season in the, in the season. season in the season, bro. In um, the ball season. It's a it's a little bit of a spicy spicy episode uh, today. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. A lot of a lot of drama. That's correct. a lot of players. Certain players calling out other players. Uh, I, I was kind of like, you know, what? I was deciding whether or not we should talk about Kawhi calling out the the Clippers organization for wanting to add an actual point guard. I didn't think it was that big of a topic. If I'm being honest, like I didn't think it was that important. We could talk about it, uh, but let me—you know what? Let me let me run down what we got to talk about for this right, episode. Go ahead. We got the Pacers hiring the new head coach. His last name—I hope I'm not going to, ba- uh, you know, butcher it this episode. We got Stan Van Gundy, new head coach of the Pelicans, uh, and also this is uh, maybe we could, uh, you know, start off the show like this. We were having this conversation in the elevator the other day. The validity of, uh, you know, the certain players getting hate like Paul George, like Danny Green, after this playoff series. We could talk about that. That's right. Because I think we there was a little bit of a discrepancy in the way that we thought that the players should be uh, receiving or, or getting flack uh, for, for their performance in said playoffs. The 2K ratings just came out recently. A lot of people got mad because of that. Uh, the potential of the Raptors playing in the U.S. We're going to have a special guest to come on and talk about us or talk about that with us. Uh, ESPN, the way too early power rankings, they put those out. Right. Those are pretty asinine, but we'll get to those too. And, uh, and, and the, uh, you know, we could talk real quick about the NBA discussing changes potentially uh, for the new season. But first, yeah, there's a lot to get into. Do you want to talk about Because I, I want to get this out of the way. We, we got to talk about our sponsor. Yeah. I, the greatest, the I forget about great that. lifestyle gear Do, coming go, straight out of Toronto. Go ahead, Nudge. Uh, the code is yeah. STFMBA. Right. What is it? Ball in the is six. It, is it caps or is it all caps? All caps. All caps. Ball in the six. NBA. Yes, sir. Go to ballinthesix.com. You uh-huh. get yourself some some lifestyle gear. Right. It's really nice. My mom loves it. Um, Still wild, yeah. It's it's great. It's great stuff. Great stuff. Me and Cooper will be rocking on the show soon. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. And, bit of a uh, bit of a mix up with the uh, the postal system where we're recording this. I'm not gonna give it away, but no, no. I mean, it's just like you know, packages. Packages going yeah. between countries. Yeah. Uh. COVID obviously probably makes it up a little bit. That's sure. all right. It happens. Yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Right. Uh, we're happy. We're happy to 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 be to be pushing this this great stuff. You know, yeah. we wouldn't put you guys on any anything cheap. So no. That's, Absolutely uh, not. Now we got that out of the way. Okay. All right. So can talk we talk about some basketball? Can we, t- can we can we talk about what we were talking about in the elevator with the the validity of the, the hate that certain players are getting? Yeah. Go ahead. Start us off. Well. Okay. So we were talking about it the other day, and I think it was when you came over. We were working on our little project we had for school. We were talking, I was talking specifically about Danny Green and Paul George. Now, I know a lot of players, I'm not going to say, I'll say stock. I don't mean draft stock. I just mean stock as a player has kind of decreased this this playoffs. Yeah. One that comes to mind besides Danny Green and Paul George would be Pascal Siakam. Yep. But the two biggest examples I could think of would probably most likely be Danny Green and Paul George. For example, playoff P or pandemic P or, you know what I'm saying, Danny Green getting, okay, so Here's the thing, right? Danny Green received death threats. Yeah. That 100% is where I draw the line. Now, we were kind of having a discussion about this, and I don't want to say that that Nigel thought that Danny Green receiving death threats is a good thing. He didn't. But you brought up the point, and I thought it actually held some weight, that, of course, these guys are paid to show up in the playoffs. Those two gentlemen definitely did not show up in the playoffs. So... Does that warrant them getting joked on, or is it one playoff series? Is it an isolated incident? We don't know. Paul George also, after seeing his 2K rating, which kind of ties into what we'll talk about later, said that he's going to go on a revenge tour and he'll have a 96 by the end of next year. That's what he said. Revenge tour. Well, I mean, I hope. 
We hope, right? Because Paul George is one of my one of my more favorable players, yeah. even after the, the kind of shitty offseason he had, or the, excuse me, the postseason he had. I just I don't I, in this particular circumstance, Paul George, right? And this is where I think I think it's an apt argument that you could have because I think this is a key example of when fans of of a an organization, a team, whatever it might be, go a little bit too far. Yeah. Paul George has been open about the fact that he was struggling with mental health issues. Yes. This this postseason. That's right. And I think in the bubble in general, the, the couple of seeding games they had, yeah, or I the mean, eight seeding games. The NBA players definitely yeah. were not ready for that kind of switch. They, they were vocal about that in the beginning of right. when, they were, when they were thinking about it. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think in the end it worked out for the better, the whole playoff, the whole bubble thing. And obviously we'll see the effects of that uh, going forward in the future, the future of the NBA. But, uh, I mean, Paul George's stock went way down. Yeah. Um, I think that it's warranted. I think that, you know, he obviously didn't deserve it to go up. I mean, he just he didn't play well at all. Uh, he was supposed to carry a large load of, of the Clippers' offense and defense, and he was unable to perform on the highest level on the biggest stage. True. And uh, that I will I will give that point to you. I will concede reg- that point. Regardless of what happened, it's 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 like if I if I go to work and I tell my boss, hey, uh, I'm not I'm gonna I'm not I'm not gonna be able to perform as, as great as I as, as good as I possibly can because I'm going through something, my boss will be understanding, but at the same time it's like he's paying me to do a job. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we the Clippers are paying Paul George a large amount of money to do a job and he did not come through and do that job. Uh Danny Green I mean, did Danny Green really just evaporate in the playoffs? And I'm not even talking. How high was his was his was his stock anyway, though? You know, (sighs) no. I mean, he had a great playoffs. I mean, he's he's been pretty consistent in past years in the playoffs when he played for the Spurs, when he played for the Raptors last year. His money, you know, like he's been good in the playoffs. I just think that certain people tend to over and and I'll get into it's less so that the the players are getting paid to perform which is 100% I agree with you in that area Nigel if you're getting paid to perform and you're a guy like Danny Green and you're you have high expectations Danny Green was one of the point guards that the Lakers got this year where I was like wow okay he's going to be a great addition to that offense cuz right. he shoots great yeah that was supposed to be his thing and the one thing that he was supposed to do he didn't do well he was supposed to spread the floor he was supposed to spread the floor supposed to spread the floor spread the floor uh <laughs> The one thing he was supposed to do, he didn't even do. Right. So I understand from a logistics standpoint how if you're the Lakers, you could be like, okay, let's maybe try to Yeah. I'm not sure about what his contract is looking like, but like for the fans really to be sending death threats for no, Paul that's, that's unwarranted. For you, Paul you George to, to to come out and say that he struggled with mental health issues and for the memes to continue, that's kind of where I draw the line. Because it's I'll, I'll draw similarities to podcasting, right? If we get on here and I've said some real dumb shit on this podcast, yeah. If someone wants to joke at me, fine. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't have mental issues. I can take it on the chin. I did something bad, or I wasn't. Prefer- if we don't have a good podcast and people are like, ah, I didn't like that podcast, whatever it might be, sure, fine, yeah. But if I come out and I say the reason I've been having a bad podcast is because, God forbid, knock on wood, my mother died. Yeah. I don't expect people to be like. Yeah, well, you fucking suck at podcasting, kid. Get a better. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, nobody's. No, of course not. And to some extent, I'm not saying that, because honestly, Danny Green got the, <laughs> he got the shorter stick on that. You know what I'm saying? He got, yeah. he he really. I mean, to receive death threats, him and his wife is is pretty ludicrous. But Paul George also received a large amount of flack. Yeah. Well, I mean, here here's the thing. I mean, obviously, we're two level-headed guys. Uh, death threats are, are definitely out there right. when it comes to anything you're doing. No one should receive a death threat ever. It's illegal and it's, yeah. it's wrong. It's morally incorrect. Um, however, I mean, like, when Danny Green has had better off se- or postseasons, he was a bigger part of their offense. He was scoring more. They relied on him more. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever played organized basketball, but when, when you're on the court and you're not really getting the ball all that too often – then you're going to take shots and they're not going to go in just because you're not used it's to mental, shooting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's it, every time I step on the court. You're, you're just not warmed up. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So, I mean, if you if they're asking him to stand in the corner the whole game and then they pass him three open look threes, he's probably not going to nail any of them. He's just not shooting the ball. He's just not used to shooting the ball. He, he's still not warmed up. Um, you think he's a rhythm shooter? He's, he's got to get into a rhythm? I think, yeah, I think he definitely has to get into a rhythm. I also just think if he's involved more, he'll do better. We've seen that in the past. Right. He's, he's definitely a good basketball player. He's a great three-point shooter. Um, 
and that that's all right. I mean, it's just it's just the reality of the situation is the Lakers weren't really using him. You know yeah, what I'm saying? and so, when they did, he, he wasn't able to step up because of the aforementioned yeah. issues. Yeah, you can't you can't just step up on the. I don't care who you are. You can't just go out there after not having the ball for the fir- for the whole first half and then go out in the second half and just start knocking him down. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying you gotta you gotta you gotta be shooting. You gotta be doing right. basketball is a rhythm sport. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah, you gotta get your fair share. Of Very touches. mental as well. Right, you know you gotta be used to holding the ball. You gotta be involved in the offense, and he was involved to a certain extent. Um, but it's like he was in the, on the Spurs and on the on the uh, the Raptors, especially. He was more involved, I believe. Yeah, no, you could definitely make that point. I also think that talking or getting back to what I was talking about with fans, you know, constantly trashing him on social media. I mean, these guys go back to their rooms, and what do you think they're using? They're using social media. Yeah. I'm uh, almost 100% sure that Danny Green had seen some of the comments. That can't help either. You know, like, I, I don't think people understand that when – you are ridiculing a player for doing something bad that most likely they're going to do it. And I think a lot of people are, they're going to see it, not do it. And a lot of people lack the, the, the empathy or the ability to put themselves in someone else's shoes and think, what if that was them? What if, you know, you have so many people watching you, if you're Paul George and you're a big part again, and Danny Green, he was supposed to be a big part of that Lakers offense. You have a lot of people expecting a lot from you, watching you. They're ridiculing you when you do something wrong. And so every time you touch the basketball, boom, you get a flash of that tweet. Yeah. Danny Green sucks. Yeah. He should kill himself. But I'm not saying that was an actual tweet, but something like that. I don't think people understand that they're not helping the situation at all. You know, and obviously, I mean, there's going to be those people that actually help out and defend Danny Green and, and you know, say, hey, maybe this is taking it a little too far. Yeah. And I think everyone kind of realized that after he got death threats. But I, I wanted to talk about this because, sure, right, basketball can be a cold business style sport, right? Like, we've seen trades go down. I, I bring to mind when D. Rose got traded, you know, and you saw him cry in his driveway. Yeah. Stuff like that. It can be a cold sport, sure. Yeah. But let's not sit here and pretend like the fans don't have some sort of a part in that or when the fans are joking on a player for being bad, hey, you're playing a part in that. You're not being complicit. You're yeah. not standing by and watching. I mean, I did. Yeah. But like I mean I I didn't joke on it, but I stood by. You know, I didn't I didn't actively participate. Most people are actively feeding into that. Yeah. And while the memes at times might be funny, yeah. For the most part, it's a hindrance to the player it's not helping them yeah. you know like some players are better at zoning that out like Kyle Kuzma he came out after I think it was one of the games or the the finals games and he said oh you know like it's all just jokes it's, da, 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 it's Twitter some guys are more apt to be able to handle that yeah well you got you got to be in the right mindset obviously. right and not all, uh, not all players have that killer mindset like it's no, not it's not, not built in it's not preordained you can be really good at basketball but you're not gonna have that Kobe mindset or anything close to it sometimes right. you well, know I mean look I Look, I mean, look at LeBron James, Kevin Durant. I mean, they get so much hate, and yet they are still able to go out there and perform. Yeah. Uh, to end off the segment, it's just like Danny Green. Yes, this is the first generation that, that gets instant feedback for their playing. I mean, this is the first generation that can play a game, go home, and then see thousands of reactions from right. fans and how they performed. I mean, and that really has to get to your head. But at the same time, this is the first generation that's being paid like this. You know, you got to think about it. it's not you're not only getting tens of millions of dollars to play basketball. You also got millions of people betting on you in Vegas. You know, yeah. what I'm saying a lot of people have a lot of investment in these teams, not only the owners and the coaches and the players and the families of the players, but you also got just just so like I mean and, and once you're on national television, once you're getting paid that much money, you are subject to public ridicule. And it's something that these players are going to have to adapt. Sure. And you can say, oh, I was having this problem. I wasn't able to perform because of this. But at the end of the day, if you are not able to do your job, then you shouldn't be, be getting paid like, like you have a job to do. Well, also, I think there's a difference when you talk about guys like Paul George. Because Paul George, when he was on the Pacers, when he was on Oklahoma, I mean, this guy has proven himself to be an elite talent. Yeah. It's not like Danny Green where, sure, he was playing good during the playoffs. But, like, you don't consider him in the same echelon no, as Paul George. Not even close. I just think, I mean, I, I understand your point, Nigel. Like, it comes, you gotta, you take the money, you yeah. get to play a, a child's game yeah. for a professional sport. You take, you take the flag that comes along with yeah. it. I just think you should 
I think people should operate with a little bit more discretion. Absolutely. You know, like be be smarter about it because well, people just got to be more mature. More mature, and also like it goes back. I'll use another example. There was this video I watched, and I can't remember who I saw it from. I apologize if they feel like I'm ripping them off. I, I promise you, I'm not. But they brought up a really good example of guys. You know, like those college football guys you see in the bar, and they're watching like the Miami U game versus like what I don't know, like Florida State University or something. Yeah. I don't even know if they're in the same conference. I'm not gonna lie to you. And the guy misses a field goal, right? Yeah. And some drunk fifth-year-old dude, I could have done that with my eyes closed. Yeah, yeah. Everyone thinks that they can do what these players do, or, yeah, or maybe not. maybe not like maybe not to an extent, but I think like people don't take into account the fact that this this sport is, it's this sport is orchestrated at the highest level. Yeah, we're talking about the greatest players in the world. Right. Like they, they get they they've been the the one percent of the one percent of the one percent. Yeah. You know, and these guys are elite. Even like Tyler Johnson, who who a lot of WMA players thought they could drop off. That guy walks into a rec gym, yeah, or a college gym, he's busting everyone's ass. Yeah. You know, like yep. that's you know, that just should speak to the to the level of play. And I think uh I think a lot of people gotta gotta take it easy on these guys because they couldn't go a day in their shoes. That's no, all I'm saying. Absolutely. But I also understand what you mean when it's like, yeah, yeah you know, you take a little flack. Like if it's lighthearted jokes, uh, which it was for a while with Danny Green, that's okay. But then when he starts to get death threats when he missed a game winner, yeah, and people are talking about should LeBron have passed it? Oh, he would have just taken it up. You know, don't give it to Danny Green. He sucks. Like let's not pretend that Danny Green was on fire these past, you know, two playoff or excuse me in the past playoff runs for his respective teams right let's not forget about that let's not forget about what paul george has done for oklahoma city i'll never forget that i was a fan absolutely what he did on the pacers he was also doing well this year in the regular that's season. what i'm saying yeah. even in the regular season yeah. so let's put some respect on these guys' names yeah you know absolutely. that's all i'm saying but absolutely. you know they, should, they if they're not performing well they should catch a little bit of flack yeah no of course but leave it to the analysts well, we gotta know. we gotta we gotta hold them accountable yeah that's the fans job but it's it's a. Uh, it's a, it should be a mutual agreement that, the, you know, you can't make death threats. You can't do stuff like that. It's right. not right on it, no matter how bad the person performed. And I also understand there's always going to be the outlier of the kid that never played a high school sport, never did a sport in his life, wants to live vicariously through professional athletes doing it, can't do, you know, is not really doing anything with his own life and sends right. a death threat. Like, that's the outlier. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying let's not let it get to that point. Absolutely. At the very least. You yeah. know what I'm saying? All right, we can move on now. Get all the, the juicy stuff out of the way first. Yeah. We got the NBA power rankings. The way too early NBA power rankings. I like from ESPN. I, I like doing you, the power rankings. Oh, you, I thought you I thought you liked the list because the I list is is we're, we're, we'll read off the list and I'll tell you how much I like it. But. You you let me know. You let me know because <laughs> yeah, a lot of this because we got it. We <laughs> we got the trade deadline coming up, so a lot of this is gonna be like yeah, no, might be out the window soon. Do you want me to read this off? Go ahead. All right, number one, Los Angeles Lakers. Absolutely. Yeah. Number two, LA Clippers. Now, if they stay together, I could almost see it, sure. If they stay together, I, there might be even some good competition at the second spot. I don't know about you. Like, I thought that the whole thing, the assumption that, and especially with there, there's been whisperings of, of people coming and going from the Clippers. They want to gut the entire roster. Kawhi is the only one staying there. I thought that's just awfully uh, confident of, of ESPN here to rank them in number two above, you know, the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics, the Miami. I mean, like, especially if they stay together, yeah, maybe. But if they disband? Well, you, the what? thing is they haven't disbanded. Yeah, but there's we're, been we're so many. We're talking about the teams as they are. Teams as they are right now? And I think last year they were ranked number one, and we saw during the playoffs that they shouldn't be in the one well, spot. Well, th this 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 says here it's an early look at next season. Yeah. Well, so we got to take what we know. We don't know what's going to happen to the Clippers. Okay. We got to take it as it is. I think number two is fair for the Clippers. Mm. I definitely put them I, over the Celtics. I definitely put them over. Yeah, as they are right now. They're easily yeah. number two. I don't know about easily. And I mean, listen, it only gets. All right, well, who's number three? Stranger, the Milwaukee Bucks. They could, they, they might have been able to get a two spot right there. You think so? Maybe, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Walk me through that, because there's a lot of other teams that I think could be put above the Bucks. I put Denver above the Bucks, honestly, truth, truthfully. I, I think number two could easily go to any, to like at least three, four teams. Yeah. Number two well, could go to Clippers, Bucks, Nuggets. Uh, who get it? 
Mavericks. We got Mavericks in there. We got. I'm just not going yeah, by any yeah, like particular, yeah. but yeah. the mix, the, the teams that are in the mix are the Golden State Warriors, Boston Celtics, and also this should as a as an attestament uh, to it being for next season. They do have the Golden State Warriors at number six, so I think that's proof that we should be framing it in the terms of next season. I just think that this list is kind of like, what are you doing? Considering if anyone at all is paying attention to ESPN, they know that the Clippers. There's been a, a, a heavy amount of of rumors. That yeah, they might you, be disbanded. You don't know what's going to happen. You we we don't know. As it is. Yeah. We don't know. Who's, who's above the Warriors? I'm curious. Uh, above the Warriors, the Dallas Mavericks and the Denver Nuggets. Mm. Golden State Warriors next season. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty. <sighs> I might put the the Warriors up a little bit. Above the, I, I'd put them above the Dallas. I'd maybe above even Dallas. the Nuggets. Where's I don't the, know. Where's the Rockets? The Rockets are not on this list. Wow. Wow. Uh, I'll, you know, let me go off the rest of the list. Okay. Yeah. Number four is the Denver Nuggets because we'll we'll just we we can react. After we hear the entire list, yeah, four Denver Nuggets, five Dallas Mavericks, six Golden State Warriors, seven Boston Celtics, eight Philadelphia 76ers. Craziness. What? Craziness. What? Craziness. Above the Miami Heat, at number nine. What? Um, Did they have Max Kellerman make this list? I <laughs> like. What is this? I mean, if you're looking at the teams on paper, I guess. But the teams if, on paper, if I mean, we're going off. You just gotta look at the 76ers saw. this season. No, they know? have a better. They have a better on paper roster than the Heat. They do. But uh, you gotta you gotta look at what these teams were able to accomplish. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's I th- I feel like that's what ESPN did. They're just like, well, you know, I'll just look up the rosters. Let's like, see who's there. I just went on 2K and looked Th- at the ratings in order. That's what I was gonna say, bro. He's like li- literally just like, okay, he's an 87. Yeah. He's got a. All right, he's got an 87. Throw. All right, you know what? Yeah. Throw him up, up there. Yeah. Throw him up there at number seven. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. No. Um, I'm surprised the Rockets aren't on there. I'm surprised. But listen, I'd probably put the Rockets over the 76ers. I yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm I'm almost offended that the the 76ers are so close to the Boston Celtics. Get them out of here. You know. Especially because the Boston Celtics, this playoff series, didn't they gentlemen sweep the, the 76ers? I believe so. So I think they swept them. They swept them. I Not even a gentleman sweep. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll look, right go ahead and look it up. Uh, you know, Brooklyn Nets at number 10. Depending uh, on how they're going to do next year. Well, we're, I don't think it's confirmed that KD is coming back yet. That's what I'm But, like, that's the yeah. whole thing with this list is, like, what are, what are the parameters here? You can't just – can't have it either way. You know, either it's – Yeah, Boston swept the 76ers. So – yeah, the fact that they're even close to to Boston is is to me baffling. I I'll, I'll talk about the teams where I don't mind where they're placed. Uh, and there's uh, there's a few actually. You know what? This entire I mean the, no yeah. This entire list is like I would put I would move around this entire list honestly. I don't know if I'd touch except anything. the Lakers. I'd keep the Lakers there. I might I might be okay with keeping the Clippers there. I might keep the I might keep like one through four. One through four. So you got you got Los Angeles, L.A. or Los Angeles, L.A. Clippers or Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, and Nuggets. Yeah, I'm so you're, you're okay with that top four. I'd be okay with that top four. I could, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I, I could be okay with that. that. That's the thing, though. Like, if the Golden State Warriors, we, we could talk scenarios for a second. If the Golden State Warriors come back at full force, they got to be higher on that list. Of course, at full force. Though, Six. But we're talking about, we're talking about that they're two, they're two. You know, well, that's the thing. That, that's just, I'm just trying to illustrate the point. Like, we don't really know yet. No, of course. So why? Not. First off, why is this list even a thing? And second off, you could tell whoever wrote this list was just going off of what they thought, whatever like 2K rating, uh, you know, a, a team or a player had. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, when you're doing these lists, obviously they're absurd and they're crazy <laughs> and they're meant to kind of be wrong. You think so? But, uh, that's that's usually ESPN's like mo. Yeah, well, it's just like there's no way to even predict it. It's just for fun. Right. But you got to look at you, – you can only go off what you know for sure. And we know that Steph and Clay are coming off injuries. We know that they are probably not going to be back at full force. Okay. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen to the Clippers team. We just got to assume that they're going to stay the same. We don't – I mean, we have no idea what's going to happen when the trade comes, when the trades start coming in. Right. Which they are going to start coming in. Um, so you kind of just – you got to use that. You know, and I think that right now where where they are, the Golden State Warriors is pretty fair. I don't think they're gonna come in just killing it. You know, I I don't think they're gonna even touch the first three seeds next next season. Mm. Well, they also have a very high draft spot. I think they don't they have. Oh God, 
They do. They 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 tanked this this season. They, they tanked hard. They, they were at the, the bottom of the Western Conference. NBA Draft 2020. I'm, I'm I'm like I just need a refresher real quick. I know that they have. Excuse me, guys. I'm so sorry. I should have. Well, I mean, but we don't know who they're gonna draft. So. Uh, they got the yeah. They got the second pick. So yeah. we don't know. I mean, that's either way. A second pick in a draft is so many possibilities. That's you right. You could package away players. You could do this, that. You could actually go for the second pick. I mean. I just think that the Golden State Warriors being sixth under the Dallas Mavericks too. I mean, like Dallas Mavericks are probably going to be good next year. I'm definitely like I'm sure of that. I'm sure they'll make the playoffs again. But it's just a lot of like we don't know. Yeah. It's a lot of uncertainty. I would I would actually welcome this list after the trade deadline. That would this would be and maybe they'll do uh, another. They'll one. probably do another one. Like updated for the trade deadline, but like yeah. right now, I I know it's like we probably have done the same thing on this podcast. In fact, I'm sure we've had a segment before where we're like. <laughs> the way too early predictions for the season. In fact, I know we have. Yeah. Um, but they, ah, man, they'll do a new power ranking probably like once a month. You think uh, so? Leading up until the next playoffs. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see who ESPN thinks like the best duo is is going to be in the NBA next year. I think. I think they'll probably stick with uh, LeBron. LeBron and AD. And AD. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty unstoppable. Yeah, it's uh, no one's been able to touch them yet. <laughs> Wild. Uh, and the, you know the, the craziest thing we were also talking about this the other day is that they're not even like. But that that Lakers team is not better than that the 2016 Cavs. They're not better than the 20, 2013 yeah. Heat. Yeah. Um. It's just it's just the NBA is so balanced this year. You know, there's no one to really come up and touch either one of them. So, it's great. It's honestly, it man. Thanks for good basketball. Um. I know we're gonna have. Well, and again, it ties into what we're gonna talk about in a little bit, but. We're gonna see. We're gonna have a shortened off season for sure. Yeah. Um. We might not even have a, a shortened season with no All Star break, but you know, I'm I'm just glad that we're. It's not gonna be that long of a separation in between seasons, and we're gonna get right back into it because this trade deadline, while it's not like filled with the most star-studded players or guys that can go to a team and make a change. Again, you don't need that in this NBA because, as you said, it's so balanced. So many people are that one piece away. It's yeah, gonna be great, man. I'm absolutely. super excited. I'm super pumped, man. Absolutely. You know, uh, but I guess I, you know what? Listen, we could segue into that. Yeah. We could talk about the NBA, a potential 72 game season, no All Star break. Players just get two weeks off, and it starts Christmas, or sometime around Christmas. Yeah. Wild. Um, I'm all. I mean, as as if as, I don't care what the schedule looks like as long as these players aren't playing back to backs. I think I think <laughs> yeah. they should just cut back to back games out completely. Well, uh, with a short with a shortened season, they'll be able to, I think, spread things out a little bit. You know, yeah, I, I'd hope so. As as long as there's no back to back, and there probably will be. There's always a few for like the, yeah. the, the lower tier teams. Um, but as long as as long as you keep those down to a minimum, I'm all. I don't care if it's an 82 game season or 72 yeah. game season. I, I don't care. I, the records aren't that important. I'd rather not have guys getting injured and right. and getting tired and then playing poorly because they have to play two games on one game on Monday, one game on Tuesday. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. No, for sure. No, for sure. And I think uh, maybe with a 72-game season, depends on how many breaks the players would get, especially because, you know, they were talking about the All-Star break being canceled. Guys would just get, like, two weeks off to go about and probably just – I'm sure there'd be practices, but but for the most part get their rest. I wonder how that's going to affect load management. And certain players that are really injury-prone, like Joel Embiid, you know, Ben Simmons got injured this year. I mean, like, I, I wonder how that's really going to affect, to your point, player injuries. Yeah. Um, would it Would it – you like would they take extra you're right would they take extra precautions or is it going to be injury city you know because like with baseball and, and another thing with baseball i think that a 72 game season a shortened season wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because if you shorten a season by the laws of math every game means a whole lot more so we could see yeah. a lot more i mean that was what i thought would happen with this year's mlb season and look yeah. at that look at how that turned out so right. i think it's going to be a lot more competitive basketball if we see that no all-star break means guys are more rested. Could see another bubble type effect. Yeah. I mean, sheesh, man. You yeah. Know? Well, you, you see, uh, that that is that is a very good point. If every game means more, how does that affect the NBA? Uh, would we see the teams that are better being at the top, like we usually do, or would we see the teams that want it more being at the top uh, that we usually don't see, but we did see in the bubble? Um, so that's that's really what you got to compare. You got to you got to take you know you got you got to weigh your options. I'm all for the 72 game season. Uh, I don't even really need an All Star game if if, it, yeah. if that's not you know what I'm saying like like it's it's good and I'd appreciate it. But if you told me that we weren't getting one this year, I wouldn't so be that we I wouldn't be have, that pressed. So that we could have a good season, I'd be fine. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't mind. Three point contest is always fun. 
The three point <laughs> contest is always fun. Remember we had that we were talking about that one time how uh, they added the Mountain Dew ball or okay. was it the four point line I thought or something. that was dumb. Yeah, that was yeah. I thought that was bad. It was a bad move. That was an all-time. That was an all-time discourse that we had. I like that one. I didn't like it. I didn't like that at all. We we, we, we talked about that on the podcast. No, I'm saying I like I like the discussion we had, yeah. not the the addition. But I played yeah. devil's advocate a little bit. This mic keeps slipping down. Yeah, all the mic. Uh, the, Very you, annoying. You gotta like t- tighten these motherfuckers. I just gotta yeah, tighten tighten them. Well, actually, you can. Okay, I just thought no. this was stationary. There we go. All right, perfect. We're back in business. Yes, sir. All right. So we got about 30 minutes left here, or however much time. Right. We can talk about these 2K ratings. Another divisive bit of information within the community. A lot of players are kind of pissed off with what they got. Certain players are, are breaking records like LeBron getting a 98 when he started off in 2K 2007, I think, with a 97, which is crazy because it's his, like, 17th. It'll, it'll be going into his 18th year in the league, correct? Yeah. Like, like yeah. and he's a 98. He's the highest he, rated player in he, 2K. He earned it. Oh, I'm not saying he earned it. Yeah. I, I'm not saying he didn't earn it, but yeah. just crazy it all, all on its own. About, like, yeah. Not to think that he's still as good as he was, if not better. Uh, we could start out now. A couple of players that had a lot of contention with their ratings. Donovan, or excuse me, not Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young at an 88. And we have Devin Booker also at an 88 overall. Also, I should say that Trey Young's character model looks absolutely nothing like him. They, like, kind of messed him up a little bit. He looks like Andre Iguodala. That's what I was going to say. He looks more like Andre Iguodala or, like, just, yeah, (laughs) Um, pretty much, yeah. You see, they're the same. That's hard. It's hard to swallow. I'm not. I don't know if I 100% disagree with it. Well, here's what I was going to say. I don't mean to cut you off. I apologize. No, of course. Trey Young. I I'd say definitely warrants more towards like the like high 80s. Yeah. I might give him a 90. I don't but know like, if I'd give him a 90. Like yeah, like I, I maybe I may, that I would I would scooch him up like a point. 89 maybe. You know, like cuz he's still like obviously I understand that he's on the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. But he's been doing crazy things there, He's but been doing very well. I, you know, I I don't know, something just in my gut tells me that he's an 88. Or an 89. I don't see him getting a 90 per se. I I think 88 is fair for Trey Young, but I might I might push Booker up to an uh, 89. I might push Booker up to a 90, considering. Oh, phone down. Yeah, but a 90s a 90s big, bro. 90 is big, but he played like big, he played like a, a champ. Big number. He played very well. Played like uh, a champ in the small sample size we had. That for is him. true. Well, that's that's the other thing I was going to bring up. A lot of these players, I feel like the bubble aspect of how they played really plays into it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he played like a champ. It was in the bubble. It's giving the man a 90. He's like one of the, you know, he's the, he's one of the bright spots for the Suns, no pun intended. Yeah. You know, like, I, I'd say you toss him a 90. Why don't you think he gets a 90? I don't know if I'd throw him. I, I, the reason is is I think there's more that goes into 2K numbers. Well, it's a video game. It's fucking stupid. But um, <laughs> but I figured we, we could bring it in. We could talk no, about it. No, if we're going to take it seriously, which you never <laughs> should, um, you got to think about success. And Devin Booker, as great as he is, has not been able to lead his team to any sort of success at all. Um, okay. Trey Young is, is, is a sophomore or, mm, or a junior. Junior, I think. I think this is his third year in the NBA coming up. Yeah, he came out of Oklahoma. Yeah, and he hasn't. I mean, we... we and Devin Booker's a lot older than Trey Young. Uh, he got a couple of years on him, and we don't really expect that much. We were taking Trey Young's skill set, right? Because that's all we have to go off. He hasn't had enough time to really impact his team. We haven't had enough time to see how good he really is, you know, on a team. We have had enough time to see how good Devin Booker is, and his skill set is definitely up there. But it's not. He has not been able to. to bring any success to the people around him that's what i was going to say about trey young you were talking about trey young correct i i was saying devin booker because he's been in the league a couple more years and he what has he accomplished really in that time right well yeah but but going back to what you said about trey young i think that i need to see a little bit more from him in terms of like what he can do i have no doubt that his the the sky is the limit for this guy like he's a terrific talent one of the like probably gonna go down as one of the greatest but like he's just fantastic right but give him a bit more time and I think even though I know that you can up your rating yeah. over the course of the season, I'm pretty sure there's upwards mobility. Yeah, you do so if you really want, like with all these players, if you really want to up your rating, play like a dog. Yeah. You know, play like a junkyard dog. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, I, I do hope that Devin Booker gets finds some success, though. Yeah, either get out of Dodge or, or bring your team to a championship. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we got Pascal Siakam in an 88. Yeah. Are you putting Pascal the same as Trey Young and Devin Booker? Eh. I think that's a little bit high. I was going to say maybe maybe a little high. Well, all right. No, but I, I kinda, no, no offense to, to, to Pascal Siakam. Him or Dom. But, uh, I mean, like, because, you know, Toronto Raptors. But we're talking about... Uh, I know his 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 draft really or his stock really depreciated in the playoffs for sure, but did, again he didn't he's he he was the most improved player but he's not again he's not a guy that's gonna be able to lead the team to like much success, you know. <sighs> what makes you say that? Let me. I'm curious. What makes you say that? What makes me say that? Yeah. <laughs> what off the top of your head like just like if you had to pinpoint why you say is it just his playoff series the way he played this series or was it? I feel like he's. A secondary guy, he's a, he was when he's Kawhi a was complimentary guy, right? Okay. And he played a very good complimentary guy when Kawhi was there, but then Kawhi left, and he was expected to lead the charge, and you know we we didn't really see much out of him. Uh, I don't really see many Pascal Siakam highlights. Um, he's not doing anything crazy out of the ordinary. Um, yeah. You know, so it's like he's very good. But then we, we, we look at Devin Booker and Trey Young. These are people that you hear about. Definitely more of an impact. All the time. Yeah. Um, and and it, I think that speaks volumes because Trey because Siakam has a better team. He sh- that we should hear about the Raptors more than we do. Yeah. But we don't. Okay. Okay. I could see that. I think you're right. I think he plays a great secondary. I thought that he would kind of step up. And to some extent, he sort of did this season. He did, yeah. He, he didn't have the best playoffs, though. But again, I'll go back to what I said at the beginning of the of the the show. It's that you know don't don't count this guy out just because he had a bad playoffs. Yeah. You know everyone could have a bad playoffs. I would maybe put him down a few spots in terms of overall. I think he should go down like three. But again, I don't hate the fact that he's an 88 overall. I think that in reality, if you think about, I, I mean, listen, if I need a guy, if I need a big on my team, and I need you know a three, four, five spot, I'm taking Siakam. Yeah, absolutely. Over over you know countless people so i know that that he didn't quite have the best playoffs per se but again i'd say don't jump the gun on that and i'm not invalidating your thing because i think he definitely did like there should be some negative connotation on his 2k rating yeah but i don't know i maybe it's just because i'm a, 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 i tend to be a uh uh, very. You love the Raptors. I, I mean, do I love the Raptors? You like the Raptors. I like the Raptors. I mean, like it wouldn't do anything for me if they won again. Yeah. But I, I don't mind the Raptors. You like the Raptors. I'm not caping for the for the. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't got the cape tucked. I might I might put the I might put it I might put them down like a a, a number. I might what put do you them mean? down to like an 87, 87. Oh, I thought you meant like an entire ten, just like no, no, no. Put them at a seventy. That's what I was gonna say. No. Maybe like three numbers. I put them down a little bit. Maybe like an eighty-five. I don't think he's on Devin Booker's level. I don't think he's on Trey Young's level. Certainly not. But I also think that a lot of a lot of that a lot of the the reason that people got angry at that is because of his sub subpar playoff performance. Yeah. Uh, Russell Westbrook, the same. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Nah. It's that's it's feeling a little bit more fair. Another guy, another guy that that didn't have the best playoffs, uh, but again, I'd say it's it's warranted. If you, I, I could see him having a little bit of wiggle room, but I'd say for the most part, 88 is 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 pretty warranted to do what he did. I mean, he had some great stats during the regular season. I know he had the injury there against OKC, uh, where he, he strained his white right quadricep muscle, I think something like that. Um, but yeah, I I think uh, I think that might have been the, the a large amount of the the reason why he didn't really like overperform in the playoffs. I I'd, I'd still give him an eighty-eight. I don't. You he, know, he's I, also getting older. He's getting well. He's getting older, but I still think that that almost like plays into his argument for getting an eighty-eight because he's on, he's older. He's on a team with Harden, but he still put up pretty good stats. Yeah. Again, he's that secondary like Pascal Siakam. So if you want to talk about that, I think eighty-eight is a good spot for a secondary player. Yeah. Well, I think we'll come down on Westbrook harder because, you know, it was just a couple of years ago when he was that guy. He was right. the primary, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And he was just, I mean, athleticism is one of those things that you lose and you never get back. Uh, and he was known for just pure raw athleticism. And it's kind of just starting to take down a little bit for him. Yeah. And he's having a hard time adapting to that. Uh, so, yeah, I'd say 88 is fair. 
Yeah, he's yeah. I, I I agree. I think maybe you could finagle him down a few points, but I'm not. I don't hate the 88. I think he, there's an argument for, it, but I'd probably just keep him at 88. Yeah, yeah, keep him at 88. If anything, just out of respect. Uh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> out of respect yeah. for the. Come on, because I'm an OKC fan. You know, yeah, I got to yeah, show yeah. respect to the Don. All right. So to, in the interest of time, I'll just rifle these off, okay? Yeah. LeBron James, 97. Good. Giannis, 97. Ooh. Put him down a few. Nah. Nah, I'd put him down maybe like one at most. I'd put him down three, two or three. I'd put him down 96. Just because it was – I mean, I'm a big hypocrite, but, you know. Actually, I don't know. I mean – With Giannis, it's a different case, I think. Giannis is a beast, though. He's a different animal. He's a different animal. Uh, <laughs> We'll meet in the middle. He Put seems, to, he seems to not be able to carry, though. LeBron can carry. Does he really, you know what I'm saying? Well, does he, does he get to be uh, in that conversation? Yeah, but that doesn't take away. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you might take right. away a little bit. It I understand that. Uh, I'm not trying to contrast myself here when I say He's I'm not trying Greek to be a Greek freak, man. I think it's a Greek freak. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well, uh, hold on. <laughs> I think <laughs> he's the Greek freak, but I am going off of his last couple of years in the playoffs. He can't carry his team. Whereas LeBron has been in a situation similar and has been able to carry. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's where I draw the line, maybe put him a little bit below LeBron. He still is the Greek freak, so a 96, 95, 94 for, for Giannis for me. Yeah, I'd say lowest 95. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, 96. Yeah. I might I, put him down to 95 as well. Yeah, chalk him down a little, chalk him down a point. James Harden. 96 as well. I had to read that. I had to double. T- yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. For him. James Harden's really consistent. And I was a James I Harden d- hater when I started this podcast. Not anymore. Yeah. Well, he's also stepped up his defense. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Uh, to my dismay. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I feel bad for James Harden. We keep going. I heard that uh, right after that playoff series, he went to like a wing shack or something yeah. like that. And they were like turning up on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this as soon as he left the, the yeah, bubble. He, he's given up on the whole championship thing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm just here to have fun. He's, he, he, went, he, he got himself a prime rib, bro. Yeah, something he, like he got unlucky. He went to lead the same yeah. time as LeBron. It's not. Yeah. Gonna, it's just not going to happen. I, you know what I'm saying? Take yeah, your, it's all right. Warriors are coming back. It's all right. Oh, you, boy. You, you made your money. <laughs> I feel bad for Harden, bro. Yeah. <sighs> Stephen Curry, 95. A little bit brazen, considering we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. That'll probably alter a little bit. Yeah. I'm sure it will alter over the course of the season. Kevin Durant, same thing, 95. Again, same situation. We don't know. Probably won't stay up to 95. Uh, Anthony Davis, 95. Could be higher, honestly. No, I'd keep him at 95. I'd give him a 96, 97. He played up to to LeBron's standards, I think, in the postseason. Um... I might put him up to a 96, but I think 95 is comfortable for him. Because a lot of people think that he contributed more than LeBron, and in some cases he did. Well, I think they just played off each other so well, but yeah. I don't think that... Especially in the season. I mean, he was one of the Defensive Player of the Year candidates. I mean, like he was yeah. just playing like a champ this year. He was playing out of his mind. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'd put him up to maybe 90. Okay. 95, 96. Okay. Uh, Luka Doncic. Doncic. Doncic? Yeah. Luka Doncic. What is he at? 94. That's very high for 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 a third year. He was ninety four last year. Yeah, that's very high for a sophomore. Uh, I mean, I guess he earned it. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing you can really say about that. It feels weird having such a young kid. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely feels up. a little weird. Yeah. It feels off. I might not have him that high just because of how. I don't want to say inexperienced, but I'm not sure. He he earned it. He earned yeah. it. Leave him there. He earned it. Damian Lillard. I don't know Damian, why I said it like that. Damian Lillard, Dilly, yeah. Dame Dalla. Dame Dalla. We got to play one of his, his songs at the beginning of one of these podcasts. 94. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, definitely. That's Joel fair. Embiid, 91. I put him at like I put him at like a 90 or an 89, honestly. I'd put him at, I'd put him at a 90. Okay, they're, they're compl- I feel like they're complimenting these players a little bit too much. Yeah, they, they give them a little bit too much of a pat in the back. Yeah, but that's because there is there is no 99 this year, you know what I'm saying? Like there usually is someone that just reigns yeah, supreme. that's true. Uh, there's no one really there right now. Have there been 99s in past years? I haven't been like paying attention to the ratings. Oh, yeah. Kobe yeah. was a 99. Jordan was a 99. Shaq was a 100 in like 2K2. <laughs> yeah. Shaq was Shaq, I think Shaq was the only person to ever get a 100. Wow. Obviously, they don't give 100s anymore. But Now I see why he's so confident. Yeah. I'd be <laughs> kidding me. Uh, LeBron was 99 for a couple years. LeBron's LeBron, too. LeBron is LeBron. Yeah. Paul George, 90. Nikola Jokic, 90. I put Jokic way above Paul George. I'd give Jokic like a 93, honestly, for the way he played in the playoffs. I'd, uh, give, I'd give him maybe a 90, 91. Yeah. 
Uh, Paul George, I put a little bit lower. Uh, actually, you know, then, then I'm contrasting. I'm being a contrarian because I said the playoffs don't really matter. Um, <sighs> all right, so I guess I'd, I'd leave him at a 90 because I, I can't go back on my own word. Yeah, um, I think 90 is comfortable for PG. I mean, he is a great player. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, yeah, I can't be. A, I can't be a contrarian. Got to catch myself sometimes. And then Kyrie Irving, 90. Carl Anthony Towns, 90. Clay Thompson, 89. Jimmy Butler, 89. That's fair. Yeah. I put Jimmy. Jimmy Butler's dangerously close to Kyrie. Yeah. Um, I think that says a lot about this season. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Okay. Well, is that any any last reactions you want to get out of the way? I mean, are we happy? What are we What are we feeling like with all these ratings? Two K is two K. I mean, we Ronnie shouldn't really be thinking about the players' scores. He should be thinking about making a decent game win win day. Yeah, well, this goes back to what we were talking about last podcast. Yeah, no. Yeah. Go, go ahead and. Well, uh, uh, no, it's fun. It's fun to see it. You got to have your superheroes. You got to have your teams that are just powerful teams that people want to play with. Right. If you had, if you had a two K where everyone was below a ninety five, would anyway? Would it be fun? You know what I'm saying? No. Uh, it's it's so broken. It's barely fun as it is. Yeah. So so sure, you know, give wow. them, give give them, give everyone a curve. Everyone's grade up a little bit. Drop that bomb, Nige. Yeah, there you go. Talk your shit. Yeah. 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 Give him a little, uh, give him the curve. Give him the curve. Give him the curve. Give him the curve, Ronnie. Ronald. What's next, baby? All right. We're going to talk Stan Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy. I don't know much about Stan Van Gundy. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, neither did I. Yeah. So I, I'll fill you in as we go, and then we'll have our lovely guest for today, Janet. Sure. The beat writer for ATB News. She writes for the Raptors. Very lovely lady. Very excited. Knows what she's talking about. Absolutely. I'm excited to have her on the show. Okay. So Stan Van Gundy, obviously recently hired as the head coach for the Pelicans. Right. He was in Orlando. He's been in the NBA since, and I had notes on this, and they completely got erased off my computer, so I'm so angry. I'm going off of memory here. Matter of fact, let me pull it up on my phone here. Stan Van Gundy, I know he was in the NBA since 2003 up until 2018. Then, if I'm remembering correctly, he took a analysis job at ESPN. Now he's back as the head coach of the Pelicans. For the most part, his head coaching record is 577. So he's a, he's an above average coach. Okay. He has had one season, 2008 to 2009, where he took the Orlando Magic to the Eastern Conference Finals. That was right around prime Dwight. Yeah. Uh, he's also mentored Shaq. Yeah. So for the most part, his career, and even with Detroit, he made it to the playoffs once, but they got ousted in the first round, if I'm remembering correctly. Well, I mean, I, I know Steve. I'm gonna check Stan, this out. Stan Van Gundy. He, I, I mean, I've obviously I've heard his name before. Every NBA fan has heard Stan Van Gundy's name. But uh, as far as like what he's accomplished, I was not too familiar. Yeah, you that's know. why I wanted I wanted to go out and do the the specifics. The specifics. Okay, 2003 to 2004, he was with Miami. Okay. He had a 42 and 40 record. 2004 2005, a 59 and 23 record. That's very good. 2005 2006, a an 11 10 record. He only did uh, 21 games. Uh, 2007 2008. He was with the Orlando Magic, 52 and 30. That was the the, oh excuse me, yeah, 52 and 30, right? 2008, 2009, 59 and 23. And not only did he make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, he made it to the finals. They went off against the Lakers. I'm just remembering that now. Yeah. I'm trying to go off of what I had in my my notes before the show. So he's made it into the playoffs out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years as head coach, right? He has made it in to the playoffs one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. Pretty good. Yeah. So he is a, a great coach. And like I said, he's been around a lot of talented players. Yeah. Shaq, so Dwight. He'll fit right in with those youngsters. He should be, yeah, right? Yeah, with Lonzo and, yeah. and Zion. Pelicans are already a great young team. I'm going off of the statistics. Again, I haven't watched the Orlando Magic that closely. I wouldn't know about their history all all that extensively. I know about Prime Dwight. Yeah. I know that team was was pretty dirty. Very good team. But I, from all accounts, this phone keeps falling, man. <laughs> from all accounts, Stan Van Gundy is a is a solid head coach. He's an analyst. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get an analysis job at ESPN if you're not cold. So, yeah, I think it's a good pickup for the Pelicans. I agree. I don't mind. There, uh, there was also a little bit, if we want to talk about sur the surrounding noise around that, uh, Jalen Rose, because in preparation for this podcast, I watched an interview on the jump with Jalen Rose, or, or it was another ESPN basketball program, and he understood that that Stan Van Gundy was a qualified person for this job. You know, like I said, he's got he's got the record to prove it. Right. 
but he brought up again the the issue of of other black head coaches or or, or gentlemen that were black that did not get the same um the same i guess chances as yeah. stan van gundy and you know again it is something that i think needs to be looked into of course uh but you know for the most part I, i'd say that stan van gundy is i think he deserves a, a strong a strong candidate i think it, it would it's it was more it was it was definitely uh it was, you could definitely kind of see it with the Steve Nash. The argument was definitely there with the Steve, Steve Nash. Nash getting ahead. Stan Van Gundy, I feel like, has kind of like the, the... I think Stan Van Gundy has acumen. more than enough... Yeah. Uh, you know. Acumen, yeah. To, whatever, to, yeah, fucking uh, experience. Yeah. I think he, he, deserve, he deserved it, hands down. Yeah. Um, who, where did Tyron Lue go again? Tyron Lue is yeah. now the head coach of... Is he the head coach of the Clippers? I feel like he might be. Tyron Lue, one second... Tyron Liu. There he goes. There he goes. There he goes right there. Yep. Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. That is correct. Yes. Uh, uh, how do you feel about that? Did we talk about that yet? I mean, he's an experienced coach, but at the same time, I don't know how. Well, the, the, the main strike, I think, against him is that he was, or he was around, uh, of course he was, he was around a lot of talented players, uh, like LeBron, so he didn't have, you know, he kind of got carried in a sense, and that he's not, like, the best coach, but... You know, I don't he, think he's a very good coach. He's. I'll just straight up just say that. I, I I hope he proves me wrong this season. Yeah. But uh. Well, I, isn't that I, the, isn't I, that the main strike against him is that he's 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 been carried to the finals a lot by like LeBron. Well, obviously every coach is kind of carried by their players, but it's like uh, he he hasn't done anything like like uh, I don't know. You, you look at guys like Greg Popovich, one of the greatest. Right, you right. Know, of you course. Look at like Steve Co Kerr. Co Steve Kerr, Coach K, and then you see Tyron Lue, who's kind of just like. You know, taking a back seat. He's not really that strong of a coach, and maybe that's something you want on a team like the Clippers. Maybe it's not. In my personal opinion, I don't think that's what you want. However, um, you got to think that Stan Van Gundy is probably going to fit better as a coach of the Pelicans, and Tyron Lue will fit yeah. as coach of the Clippers. Oh uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely said I'm looking up his coaching record now. Been a coach since 2011. Coached in Boston, the Clippers, and then Cleveland, obviously for a while. Yeah, his coaching record for the most part, he has a better coaching record than Stan Van Gundy, 607. Yeah. Uh, in the playoffs, he's made it to the Eastern. I mean, obviously, like he's had yeah, he on has, paper. He has a ring. Yeah, I mean, well, since 2011, excuse me, he's been a head coach in Cleveland 2015 to 2016. And then obviously through then until now, uh, he's had a little bit of a stint. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, he's had a better, he has a better on paper. Um, Win loss, I guess, record than Stan Van Gundy at the helm. But again, like I think a lot of people would go back to the fact that he had LeBron, and, and that was like GM LeBron. Yeah, you know. Um, so I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, this is this is this is the this is the proven test. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was gonna say. Has, that's that's what I was gonna kind of say. Definitely has something to prove. And again, like if that's if this Clippers team doesn't disband, uh, again, those are all star talents. But there's a lot wrong, or that potentially could go wrong. And I talk about the Clippers, man. I mean, just like. No, no stranger to having a super talented team and then just having it disintegrate because of locker room problems. Yeah, you know, for real. The 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 Lob City Clippers now these Clippers. Yeah. So if he can manage to wrestle that in, I think that does a lot for his legacy. Honestly. Absolutely, I agree with you 100. Okay, with the last around 10, 15 minutes of the show, let's talk to Janet. Yes. So we're gonna do a cut. We'll see you guys in like two seconds. Okay, and we'll get everything rigged up, and uh, yeah, we'll be back in, in momentarily. Alrighty, so. Guys, we're trying something new. We just came back from, well, I mean, for you guys, it's going to be like two seconds. But for us, took a little break. We got Jan in the studio. This is the first time we've had someone over Zoom. That's right. And for anyone that's wondering about the sound quality, hopefully it can sync up to her mouth. Uh, we have her over the in-phone studio, or the in-studio phone, excuse me. And then we have her over Zoom. But we wanted to try it. We figured we'd, because, you know, for, for future guests, if we get someone, we want to be able to go in here and, and kind of talk over the mic. But uh, without further ado, Janet, how are you doing? I'm very good. How are you guys doing? We're, we're, we're doing good. We're podding. We're doing great. We wanted you to come on and bless us. Yeah. Uh, we want to hear your takes. We want to, we want to talk about the, uh, uh, which coach is it? It is, it is Ben, correct? Ben uh, Bjorn, Bjorgren? Bjorgen. 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 I've never heard of that man before. Okay. So yes. a lot of people <laughs> probably wouldn't. I, again, did the research, and it's actually, he's actually, like, had a lot of proper 
uh, experience at the at the coaching position at the assistant coaching position he's been down excuse me not ben it's nate bjorkin nate, nate bjorkin um he's had a lot of experience he's been down in the d league he's coached a lot under nick nurse obviously janet as you know a great head coach as any real nba fan would know a fantastic head coach so he's undoubtedly probably absorbed a bunch of great knowledge for for coaching nba basketball uh i don't mind having this guy in at the pacers helm i, I don't think i think it's going to be definitely an experiment but he said that he kind of wants to capitalize on the pacers strength you know moving the ball uh three-point shooting defensively just you right. know disrupting plays i think that's their bread and butter i mean they got malcolm broad a bunch of guys that can just and it's a young team too so he said he's willing to kind of experiment a little bit and and not be locked in on on one kind of lineup or one you know rotation so i i guess we could get your opinion first janet or i guess i got mine first but you are the 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 esteemed raptors fan here so how do you feel about this being that he was in toronto uh, toronto for a while um of course as a raptors fan myself i'm gonna miss him because he he is a great coach and you oftentimes hear people speak on the web of coaches and personnel that have come from greg popovich well i feel like this is kind of the beginning of uh, uh nick nurse's web of coaches and personnel yeah. because uh as we know nick nurse in his first year as a head coach won an nba championship now Crazy. i'm not saying the same will happen for the pacers however he, he you are getting a good coach in nate so it's 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 really it's it's a defensive minded team that he's going to I guess, turn this into, yeah. because that's what he comes from. Nick Nurse is a defensive-minded team. All that personnel, they, they're thinking defense first. And there's a thing I'm sure you guys have heard many times, Yes, defense wins championships. 100%. That's like Nigel's favorite phrase. That's one of my favorite <laughs> phrases. Yeah, so uh, I think it's, it's, a good, it's a good hire for, for the Pacers. Yeah, I mean, listen, like, like I said, you, you, are, you hit it right on the head, Janet. Like, this guy, while he might not have, uh, I mean, he does have a little bit of experience at the NBA level. Certainly not at the head coach level for the NBA. I don't, I don't see any reason why, with his combined wisdom that he's gotten from Nick Nurse and that head coaching web you've talked about, and while he can't, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why he can't, he can't come in and, and, and make this Pacers team over the next couple of years. I don't think it's going to be an, an automatic adjustment, but no. you know, he's had, he's had success at, at, at almost every level he hasn't coached college but he's coached right. high school he's coached d-league you know as i was doing the research for this i said okay you know he's actually he's it's almost like a natural progression for this guy and of course when you have again i'll say it for a second time if you're under a guy like nick nurse you can only learn from the best absolutely yeah. i agree you know so yeah no uh it, there, there was that and then uh, we wanted to also get your thoughts being that again you are a toronto raptors fan mm -hmm. uh your team because of the Canada border shutdown or the, the travel ban that has been set in place by Canada, the Raptors are kind of scrambling to find a place to play. Mm -hmm. They can't play in their home stadium because obviously they couldn't travel to other teams' arenas. And there's been a lot of talk about the Raptors playing in the U.S. And now they wanted to play, I think it was at the Yum Center in Kentucky, right? Yeah. yeah but then talks with that kind of fell through because of some of the police shootings that had gone on there. Uh, I think... For just reason, I mean, I, I, I know if I put myself in those players' shoes and I've done all this work in the bubble for, for equality and fighting for a, 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 a more than just basketball, a higher meaning, and to have, you know, I, I understand that it's the NBA trying to make things work, but I really, I thought that we could maybe talk about that because I thought that was nice that the players kind of took a stand to that and said, hey, listen, like, we're not going to do this. This hits too close to home. Uh, I thought that was kind of touching that they said, you know, listen, like, let's figure something else out because really, you know, we can't be, I don't want to, maybe they didn't even feel safe there. I'm not sure. But I, again, Janet, we could start off with your, with your take being you are the Raptors fan. Well, first and foremost, uh, I think, okay, well, it's pretty widely regarded around the league that the Raptors have a solid fan base. Mm -hmm. in the oh, sense yeah. That they get behind their team. They're supportive. They're, they make their presence known. At whether it be home games or away games, they travel well. Definitely, even uh, in the at bubble. Home games, the players have oftentimes been very open about how much they feed off of the crowd's energy. Now, yeah. Kentucky mm. is a place that doesn't have an NBA team. So, had this gone through, you have a situation in which, one, you have a lot of fans probably going to games out of a sense of convenience. Right. Not really supporting the Raptors, not really there to see them win, but hey, I like basketball. There's an NBA 
game going on in my city, in my town. Let's go watch. Yeah. So you have another scenario in which you have the big dogs, the Lakers, the Celtics, the Knicks, the teams with all these, uh, the loyal fan bases, the diehards, the championships, the, the, the legendary players. They come to town and a home game turns into potentially the majority of your crowd rooting against you. That's true. So, yeah. Granted, the Raptors True. are a very good road team. Uh, it would be nice for them to be able to play in front of their faithful, the people that actually do truly support them. Well, now, in regards to the whole uh, not wanting to play in Kentucky, it, it doesn't come as a shock to me at all because from the very beginning, the Raptors have been very vocal yeah. in their support and their solidarity with the whole Black Lives Matter situation. Uh, as you saw when they first got to the Orlando bubble, they had Black Lives Matter on their team bus. Yeah, yeah I remember and that. And a lot of people showed their respect for that. Yeah. And I think it was Fred Van Vliet and Norman Powell who were some of, if not the very first ones, to come out and say, hey, we're thinking about boycotting our game. Yeah. And as we know, the players and the teams eventually did do so. So uh, it doesn't come as a shock to me at all that the Raptors would take the stance that they do and not uh, want to play in Kentucky and not really wanting anything to do with that state as as a, yeah. As a, as now, I, I was. But, um, I, I think it's a solid, a solid decision by them. Yeah, I, I was. I was gonna say, man, like to have something like that, and and again, like to your point, something you've worked so hard for. I know, I know, it wasn't like the NBA's intention to kind of like throw it in their face or anything, but you know, again, like you said, to to work so hard for something and then have, a, you know, the the option of going to a place where again there have been some shooting. I, it just, I know it's not the NBA's intention, but again, you have to take that into consideration. Now, to your point about, about not having a home crowd or people going there out of necessity, Kentucky is a big place for basketball. You know, obviously, that is true. A lot of, I feel like a lot of people, not only out of convenience, would go there, but because they simply like basketball. Uh, yeah. I don't know the impartial or imp- impartiality, I think. Is that a word? Something I'm not like sure. That. Something like that. Uh, I'm not sure about how the fans would kind of split down the middle. Like you said, if they play the Lakers, you might get a lot of people that just enjoy NBA basketball or a fan of LeBron that go or something along those lines. So, yeah, that would definitely present a lot of issues in terms of, like, home games or, or away games. And I know, yeah, I mean, like, to your point, like, the Raptors fans, even in the bubble, they showed up in spades. They were some of the most active bubble crowds. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even. I, I didn't even really realize, but that that was a good point. That because yeah. like, I remember as a Knicks fan, I've only really went to Knicks games, and everyone at Knicks games are Knicks fans. But right. Then, you know, I went down to Orlando to see a Spurs game, and there were a lot of Spurs fans yeah. in the crowd. You know, like that's a that's a very good point. I think that Toronto Raptors would obviously just, especially with how. Uh, passionate their their fans are they obviously be more comfortable in that area or you know just back, yeah. back at home so uh that's i mean you got to consider all that when you're talking about where they're gonna go yeah it's true i, I was gonna say maybe in like buffalo or something I, was I, don't know, buffalo. I don't know if like that's kind of close you might get more fans up there but i again i don't know like the logistics of what stadiums they could play in what stadiums they couldn't play in what the capacity you know i don't know well, there's probably a sure. lot of toronto fans in buffalo yeah, that's the uncertain part. I really don't know what the criteria goes into in terms of them trying to find a stadium, but Buffalo to me would make more sense than Louisville. Yeah, well, that, that, yeah. I agree. I definitely agree. That's the obvious option, but I, I guess they're they're gonna try to figure out a, a way to. There was also something that came out that they might still play. Into, I'm not sure though. We don't know. You know, like no. everything's kind of up in the air right now. We, you got to remember, you're 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 playing the games for. It's it's entertainment. You're playing it for your for right. fans. You want to be. You want to have people. You want to be representing the right people. You want to be entertaining the right people. You want to be playing in front of the right people. I think that they'd be more comfortable playing in plus some a place like Buffalo, right? You know that you could literally see Toronto from Buffalo. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> you saying? So I think that would make much more sense to me. Well, also you were talking about this earlier, Nigel, when we were talking about the validity of the play. You know, some of the players of the the hate that some players were getting. Uh, does it really? Does the NBA factor in how? Comp- I mean, I'm sure they do to some extent, but if you have, if you can't get it done in Buffalo, and Kentucky might be the only place, or say another place along those lines, do you think the NBA is going to be like, oh, well, we could play down there, or we could just go up in Buffalo where they're more comfortable? I think NBA would be more inclined to be like, I mean, and with that being said, the, the NBA is the best, in my opinion, at, at getting its players comfortable and 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 having yeah. players represented. Yeah. But also, you got to think at some point, would they be like, okay, we need these Raptors to play? Because the Raptors are going to be, I think, in the mix in the East next year. I could be wrong about that. But 
Yeah, <laughs> see, Janet knows. Um, <laughs> J- Nigel thinks that I, I like the the Raptors a little bit too much, but I think, I, I think you are a little bit biased towards the Raptors. I uh, could be. I, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with no, Nigel, nothing not. Wrong. It's a, I like the Raptors. I like the Raptors. I think the Raptors are sick. Okay. Um, I like I like their uniforms, but their, their I, uniforms. I, I also do love how prideful <laughs> the, the fans are, and and also you know I think if this if 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 the bubble was evidence of anything, I think it will come down. They can to get what, it done. I think it'll come down to what the players want. I think it's going to be up to the players. You think so? I think that they will. I think it's ultimately going to go into them asking themselves, "Is this what we want?" You don't think you don't think the NBA at some point is going to be like, "All right, executive decision." Like if it can't just, get to that, I don't think it will get I to think, that point. But I think if you're talking about if you're talking about the players, you know. If if they have enough power to to postpone, that's true. Games, that's true. You know what I'm saying? It, it truly, the NBA is beautiful because it is a players' league. Yeah, and they sure. they truly do stand for something greater than basketball, especially in the last four or five years. Um, I think it will come down to what the players want, but I do think that they would they want to play basketball. Yeah. I think they are willing to to give and take a little bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure, definitely. All right. Well, we're reaching the end of the show here. Janet, did you want to plug anything? Did you want to, you know, any any last closing thoughts? Uh, we'll definitely be having you on the show again. You did terrific. You know, you brought even now yeah. in your short time in the show, you've brought us some 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 diverse and and um, and and some you know thought points or, or thinking points that we didn't even think of. Did you want to kind of plug anything? I know you you have your work outside of this. Anything at all? Your Instagram, socials, whatever whatever it might be. Uh, well, my Instagram, you can follow me at Janet Sams, J-A-N-E-T-S-A-M-Z. I will shortly be starting a YouTube channel where I'll be talking about basketball and topics and different uh, NBA-related things. So as soon as I get that, the next time I'm on, my, I'm on this show, I'll give it to you guys. And then Absolutely. Yeah, Perfect. No, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, you, you know your stuff. You, you can talk shop with the best of them. So <laughs> we appreciate you coming on the show, Janet. And uh, we will we will talk to you whenever we next talk to you, which I'm sure will be sometime down the road. We got we hopefully got some some guests lined up. I know we might have a guest for next show lined up, so we'll see what happens with that. But for now, Janet, thank you for blessing us with your presence. And uh, catching having the next me, one. guys. Yeah, thank we'll you. see we'll see you in the next one. All right, thank you guys. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. By the way, that was uh, that was that was very good. You're the I think you're the first like actual guest that we've had. Yeah. Yeah. So we we that wanted to make exciting. we wanted to make sure that like. It was all gonna like it was gonna be seamless enough, and I think it really worked. I think yeah. we, we definitely made it work. All right. Well, with, with that, yeah. Want to end off the show here? Oh, I thought we already ended. No, <laughs> I, I was gonna say I, I don't know if yeah, but no, we'll, we'll end it off here. A little uh, little seam that was you know not was bad, yeah, a little yeah, seamless. Awesome. But uh, without further ado, guys, that's been this episode of Spreading the Floor. As always, I have to say to the end of the show, we are sponsored. If you go to st or excuse me shop That's ball in the six. For all of your lifestyle, uh, basketball lifestyle clothing out of Toronto, Canada. I'm messing it up a little bit today. If you use code SDFMBA, all caps, you can get 20% off of your purchase. Tell them, you sent you, tell them we sent you. We know the guy that runs it. He's a good guy. And we know the people he hangs around with. Janet, good people as well. Thank you again. So, yeah, thank you again. And, guys, we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace out.